Old Jewish Men presents Big Talk with Jason Diamond. $5 million doing online gambling and really? stuff like that. Yeah, no, he's like a serious online gambler. Drake, yeah. Well, I should start by saying this is Big Talk. I am your host, Jason Diamond, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Noah. We have our good friend, Dave, and this week we have a new friend of the show. Every week we're going to try to have a new friend of the show on. This week we have the esteemed writer, uh, the guy I get all my hip-hop thoughts from. Just my thoughts. I don't even think. I just read it and I'm like, this is what I think now. Jason Buford. He teaches me everything I need to know. Uh, what's up? What's up? Uh, everything I need to know. And he's going to talk to us about a few things. And then a little later on in the show, we will have David Maltz of DS and Durga. Uh, we're going to talk about nice smells. Nice smelling things. Noah, what's your favorite smell? Um, favorite, favorite smell? I can't, I can't say my own farts. Yeah, shouldn't say that. No, you shouldn't. Shouldn't say that. That's really I have, I have a question. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, yeah, yeah. Can we have enemies of the show on? Oh yeah. Oh my God. You said we have friends. Yeah. What about no? We are y'all gonna have Kyrie. Are y'all gonna have Kyrie on next week? <laughs> yeah. Kyrie's, Kyrie's coming on. Kyrie the next guest on next he's, week. He's yeah. giving us five hundred thousand dollars as an apology, and we're gonna just take it and be like, "Cool, man, that's great." Um, Kyrie's coming on. He he's comes like, into dashiki. No, I mean, listen. He comes out with five hundred thousand dollars. He's actually he switches on to a friend of the show. Did you say he's going to come up with a dashiki? Yeah, he's going to come in with a dashiki I on. I guarantee there are intent people that are listening to this that actually know what a dashiki yeah. is. Yeah, I remember them. Oh, you used I a real saw one? them. Sure, they had them when I was in college. I dashikis. A, Everybody I had, wore them. I had a drum. Guarantee one. there are intent people that ever heard of a dashiki. <laughs> Well, we're <laughs> we're gonna just start it off because you know what I, I brought Jason on. Jason's gonna come on. Uh, we Jason's gonna be a regular friend of the show because he he gets it. He he knows what he and I have. We talk about we like the same stuff. And I was like, I wanted him to come on and talk about one thing, but then something else happened. And we, that's, we were gonna talk about gangster movies, which, which we're gonna we talk could do all day eventually, but. Yeah. but uh, and I feel like this is a, I don't want this to be a sports podcast necessarily, but, uh, in the last month, it's been a pretty terrible month for New York sports football aside. Uh, I guess hockey's okay, but you have the two New York teams in the playoffs in baseball, just pooping the bed, just like literally just like all over the place. Those last games, uh, were pretty pathetic. And now I don't know. The Brooklyn Nets are just the worst thing in the world. Like to me, I, I, the Knicks. I, I always like the Knicks. I, I really hated them before well. the season. I hated them before the season. I hated them last year. I hated them before the season, and now, yeah. God, Jason, what do you? You're a New York guy. You're a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, tell us your stats. Let's let's. Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Yankees fan. I'm not that much into football. Yeah. Um, but who would you? My cousin's a huge Jets guy, so wow. I try to support my cousin. Yeah, okay. Uh, my dad's a Giant fan, but I never liked the arrogance of the Giants fans. They always seemed like, I it's like, it. yeah. y'all are 8-8 eight and eight and y'all won the Super Bowl, and then it's suddenly we're like, oh, it's like, no, y'all just went 8-8 eight and eight and got lucky. I don't know. I never really respected the Giants like that. But, but you're a little, so you like, you weren't around to see, like, you're a little younger, so you didn't get to see Lawrence Taylor. My dad always talks about LT. I was yeah. too young. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's a younger guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> da- our 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 guest wants to be on, David. But like, no, LT was like Dude. he was literally ter- he was literally terrifying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Belichick always says that, right? Belichick always says it's LT and nobody else. Yeah. Michael Jordan. He was like a nightmare. Yeah. So how how do you feel right now, like as a New York sports fan? 
How I many mean, championships have you seen in your lifetime? So here's the thing, right? Yeah. People always are like, oh, you're a Yankee fan. It's all good. But look, You've I was young, two, so I've, I've seen two. Yeah. I remember two. Right. I remember 2000. That's like maybe one of my earliest memories, but I barely remember it. I was like five. Yeah. I remember 09, like, like really, really clearly and really well, obviously. But other than that, it's been a little rough for me. Like, you know, like... I mean, I remember in 2004, I was like eight, and I was like, this shouldn't, like, my parents were like, this doesn't happen. This shouldn't really be happening. Yeah. They should not be beating us like this. Like, this isn't a thing yeah. that, that that you should get accustomed to. But, like, my whole life, they have not won. They've, they've won one time out of the past 20 years. Dave, what? And have mean, consistently been to the playoffs. So, essentially, they're like the Braves now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so I don't want to like, get off track, but I was just thinking about the Knicks and, like, the last best Knicks take. Oh, they no, won two, that was 1999. Yo, the Spreewell team, right? The Spreewell, I mean Spreewell. Before my team. account, my before my main Twitter account got clipped uh, a few days ago by uh, Elon, um, <laughs> uh, I had Spreewell as my profile picture. Yeah. You know, Spree is like, Spree's about, yeah. I it mean, was such a shitty team. Oh my god, the, they were like the AFC. They were the AFC. I just yeah. remember, like, Dirty. I remember, I go to the gym a lot, and you'll you put on the msg network and they've always got that show the march to the finals and it's just like they lost and they the got finals. swept they got swept, yeah. didn't they? but they, no but that's no, that, that's, that's, the, 90, it's the, that's the Knicks playbook right there <laughs> right. it's literally just like but, let's celebrate losses and they make it, they make it such a right. thing they have like this like triumphant right. music and like they're like oh blah 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 starks and it's like you lost you always and well, I, I let's let's right. not let's not come at John Starks. John Starks is a is a legend in our household. Guys, if you go to Madison Square Garden, if you go to the Boston Garden or anywhere else where there's like you know people, T- TD, yeah, anywhere not gonna, people like wing. Okay, hey, 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 it's me, just but. not gonna pick you up. Just okay. have just come over here this if you're gonna important. say something. Okay, this is David. David yeah, yeah. Moltz has a, Sorry, a few thoughts. Sorry, we can't talk not this. If, uh, I took my son to the, the Who recently at Madison Square Garden. I took my son to the Who at Madison Square Garden recently. And usually, you know, you see like up in the rafters, uh, jerseys that are retired and, and, you know, uh, championships. And then, you know, there's pictures of all these excellent things. The main thing that they have hanging up on the wall at Madison Square Garden is John Starks dunking on Jordan. That's like their pinnacle. Well, guess what happened? Well, 70 and 73 has to be the pinnacle. That's like when the garden was eaten there, like not to take from the 30 to 30 documentary. But you are correct in terms of like the past like 20, 30 years. It's really only like the 90s Knicks that are, you know. By the way, I know how the Knicks can win. All they have to do is change from royal blue to navy blue and look more badass like the Denver Broncos than they'll win. Right now, they look like 1970s Fat Albert. If they go to navy blue, they will win. I'm sure of it. All right. Yeah, yeah, I was. I think what he's saying just now is exactly right, and not only in relation to the Knicks, but other other sports teams. Yeah, you know the Knicks, one full generation, hasn't seen the Knicks do anything. Yeah, if you think about it, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, whatever was the last teams. The Knicks were very competitive. They went to 2013, the championship. They made it to the yeah, second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah, but yeah, that's 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So a full generation of New Yorkers have yeah. no concept or idea that the Knicks were once, you know, a powerful team. And the I saw this, and it occurred to me, about a year ago, they were talking about the Washington football team. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying the same thing. That they have a great legacy. They won Super Bowls in the 80s, you know, and 90s with Joe Gibbs. But it's been 30 years, yeah, 28 years or something, since they've done anything. 
So this story was saying that the younger generation, in their mind, they're losers. Yeah. And the Knicks are the same. Yeah. They look, you go, kids that are 30, never seen a, a competitive Knicks team. That's why everybody, everybody loves Lynn Sanity. I love Lynn Sanity. That was the funnest it's thing. It's 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. And it was for a month? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, Ten years ago. Yeah. Ten years ago. One month. Yeah. It was a the month. best. Somebody yeah. the other day. I also, was... I mean, Lynn got exposed when he played against higher level talent, yeah, right? right? If you look at those like eight straight games he had, it was against teams that weren't that good. Right. Eight, eight games. And then when he had to play Miami, the, I mean, my, Dwayne and LeBron, they just they just they Which was shoveled them. I was watching one of the shows. He got hurt. And they the, were yeah. talking about the, the Nets. They... And they went to the finals, I think in the 80s or something. Yeah. Right, once the Mets went to the finals, yeah. and you go, it's 30 years ago. Who cares? I mean, they won the 86 Mets team. No, won. The, oh, the, Nets. Nets, the Nets, basketball. Oh, Nets, okay. They went Nets, to the yeah. finals in. No, the Nets, when the Nets were in Jersey, they had, when they had Drazen Petrovic. Yes. And they had, I remember Derek Coleman got signed to some crazy contract, and everyone's like, this is going to change the game. Derek <laughs> Coleman, he's going to be a, a huge. Right. And it was like, I think it was like $100 million. I don't even remember what it was. DC. <laughs> Apparently, though, I look at DC highlights sometimes on YouTube. DC had incredible talent. Oh, though, yeah. Low I, key. Love, <laughs> no, I love Derek. I love Derek Coleman. Um, and I love those old Nets teams, but. DC is like '90s J.R. Smith, just yeah. like you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. highlight package is crazy. Like, <laughs> but they should have stayed in Jersey. Like, it's just like, yeah. I just, it's like everything in New York now. Like, Dave, so you've been watching sports for a while. What's the best period you've seen in New York sports history? I would tell you, if you look at it on a on a level of all the sports teams, middle '60s to the middle '70s. Okay. If you're looking at, even though the Yankees were not competitive from 65 till 75, but the Knicks, middle 60s, they started getting good. The Rangers were horrible. But when they got, you know, Emil Francis, they became a good team. Baseball Mets, Yankees got better. Knicks, you know, it was an era where every team at some point was competitive. Where you would pick up the morning and say, let's see how they did. Not like a... Why am I wasting my time? From the middle 60s, yeah. you know, I think to probably middle 70s, maybe even to the early 80s, where mm. pretty much every sports team was good, competitive, you know, worth watching. Did Phil Jackson win multiple rings with the Knicks? Yes, with the Knicks. As a player, as a player yeah. As a player. Phil Jackson's got, we don't talk about him, though, as an executive. Phil Jackson's got, like, I think the full... Phil Jackson got like yeah. a full 10. Full 10 like 10 Yogi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like Yogi in 10, baseball. Yeah. Zen master. Wow. I think yeah. Jackson has 12, doesn't he? Wow. 11, right? 11, 11, 11 yeah, something yeah. like that. Do, do you know how you said Arbach has, he's, he's the most? Is yeah. he, does Jackson have more than, than Arbach? I don't, I don't know. No? I think Arbach has 12. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those has, are all, I think he won all 12 in eight years or something. Like, like there's something, <laughs> I, I mean, I know the, it's the, like in Boston. Yeah, Bill Russell, like all those like Celtics guys probably have. But yeah, Orbach's got like more than twelve. I have to imagine. But he just somehow like he's like it's like how did I get ten rings in twelve years? I don't or twelve rings in ten years. Orbach was a genius. But um, yeah, I actually have to say I used to know Phil Jackson's weed dealer. Not to get too off topic, uh, I used to know Phil Jackson's weed dealer when Phil was the coach of the Chicago Bulls, who you might know as the team that won all the titles in the nineties when the Knicks were losing. Um, and. He always said Phil was a pretty chill guy. Just wanted to put that out there. Well, so. I used to read his Zen books. That, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, I was into those. Have you read his, his? His he wrote a book in the '70s about being like a basketball rebel, and he talks about dropping acid. It's pretty good. 
I actually like really ha- always had an affection for Phil. Like I yeah. think he on, on some level he's a really complicated guy. On some level he was like kind of a snake. Like the Jordan Rules book he blamed on. Um, he blamed I forgot who the assistant coach was. Oh, Tex Winter. No, 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 not or, text. No, there was someone uh, else. Johnny, the Johnny, right? Johnny, I know who Johnny you're Johnny Red, Johnny, 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 Johnny Kerr. That's Johnny, 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 Johnny Kerr. Kerr. Johnny Kerr was the um, was the announcer. Johnny Red Kerr was the announcer. No, I thought he was. I thought he was the assistant. Wasn't coach. the assistant? Then he went to the Suns or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. Phil blamed the Jordan rules. I'll, I'll look it up. But Phil blamed the Jordan rules on the assistant coach. But it turns out Phil was actually the source for the Jordan rules, like some of it. And then like you had. Yeah, I mean, and then you had the like the LeBron posse comment that yeah, kind of got him so in trouble. Wait, what did he say? But what I think, but I've always had an affection for him. I just think he was just like you know like an older person. You know what I mean? I don't think he meant that any in any incredibly disrespectful manner. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it was that bad. He was stepping the boss. Yeah, with, with, yeah. yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty he, say, he talked a lot of shit about Kobe. Yeah. After they lost, yeah, I mean Kobe's a complicated yeah, guy himself, yeah. though. I feel like I feel like that relationship is like probably went both ways in terms of you know both of them being difficult, different and, game, all yeah. sports. Yeah, I think in relation to coaches, managers, are different today than they were. Different yeah. game, the way the players think, the way the coaches and your managers think. Well, you know who is it? Uh, Chuck Daly. Coached the Nets yeah. and I think the Pistons. Pistons. He said they let us coach yeah, them. Yeah, Johnny Kerr is his name. Yep. Oh, Johnny, Johnny Kerr. Kerr. Okay, I was wrong. Chuck Daly said they let us coach them. Yeah. And, you know, this is 25, 30 years ago when he said that. that and he's right. Warriors, that actually might be why the Warriors continue to win, is because they actually seem to revere Kerr. Yeah. Kerr. You Kerr's know? the guy. I love him. They but really listen to him. with Popovich. Yeah. Same yes. with Popovich. But, but, but if you think about it, I, I, in all sports, again, I believe players want to win. Yeah. Player wants a ring. They want to win. Yes, they want to make $20 million, but they want a ring. And when they see a coach with a pedigree and a reputation, they'll listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, no one is going to... If Bill Belichick left, Patriots coach another team, he walks into the locker room... All those 40 guys, and he may be a miserable guy, Belichick, not a nice person, but he walks in, they know, you know what, I got a chance of winning, of getting a ring. And I think that's what Phil Jackson, with any coach in any sport, they walk in, you know, they're willing to listen to a guy that's a proven winner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Like gonna s- Popovich. Yeah. I'm going to switch subjects here to a more sports-adjacent thing, but I just want to say something. Yeah, you ever Johnny noticed? Batch? Sorry, no, 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 Johnny Batch. Johnny Batch. Okay. Johnny yeah. Batch. Yeah. You ever notice how like you look at like a guy like Chuck Daly, or you look at a guy like <laughs> Belichick, and they always look like they're holding in a fart? <laughs> like they really do. Like it's it's crazy. I think that's the key to winning is you got to hold them in. Um, this is sports adjacent, but we're gonna move on to the uh, next topic, which is the trendy Los Angeles ice bath <laughs> trend. Uh, so, can I say what I think the Yankees need? Yeah, do they need an ice bath? <laughs> they maybe they okay. they in my opinion need a an Italian or a Jewish manager. That's right. We or, cannot have a wasp manager right. as a manager of the New York Yankees. We obviously need a guy like Joe Torre back. Yo, Joe Torre, I love Joe Torre. Also Torrey looks like was, he's, he yo, also the fact looks that like, you just the fact that you told me that Joe Torre went to the track while we were winning titles. That's exactly the energy we need. Clearly, <laughs> they used to see him at the track every afternoon. Yo, that is what I'm talking about. That's exact, bro. That's th- also if you, if you look at like he's old, getting money, he's doing, it. he's hustling, you, bro. If you go. look at like old issues of New York Mag, Joe Torre is always like 
shilling some like Italian restaurant. He's like, Joe Torre says the best clam sauce in New York. It's like, let's fucking this, go. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> yeah. like, yo, Aaron Boone is not doing that. What is Aaron Boone doing? He's doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, his wife is a Playboy model. Exactly. That's all that matters. Exactly. So his wife's a Playboy. He's he too has comfortable. The choice of shilling for an Italian restaurant or going home every night and making love to a Playboy model. Exactly. He's let too me, comfortable. It's not right, cool. You want a guy with an ugly wife? What I wanted to say. <laughs> Age, right. Who hates him? Let me think if I want the five hundred bucks they're paying me to say cut it, cut this Italian restaurant. Versus, I'm making five million. I don't need the five hundred bucks. I'd rather going go home. make love a, to my wife. You don't want a guy who looks forward to going home. You don't want day. a manager who's trying right. to go home and like it's all good. Nah, yeah. no, you need Joe Torre. You want a guy who wants some clam sauce. He's a pretty exactly. boy. Right. Not, yeah, right. That's how kind of weird actually. Exactly. Talking. I know. Exactly. After everyone says, everyone talking about his wife, I go, he wants some clam sauce. <laughs> um, right, honey, right. he goes home. My bad. Yeah, honey, you can move on though. Honey, I think you're beautiful, but I want my clam sauce. Do <laughs> you want it in the bedroom or you want it on the table? You know. <laughs> oh boy. Let me think about it. Oh, um, I'd rather have it in the bedroom. It's a tough call, you know. Why can't we have both? Why can't I can't why can't I have some lasagna and the Playboy wife? Um so the ice bath. That's good. I like that. Thank you, man. That's a real life. I got you, Jason. So the ice bath. So athletes have been using ice baths. Old people have been using old old country people have been using ice baths. Elderly people have been using ice baths. <laughs> Everybody's been using ice pa- ice baths. Now, according to New York Times, everybody in Los Angeles wants a $5,000 ice bath. $6,000. $6,000 ice bath in their home. <laughs> no, have you ever been in an ice bath before? I have um uh, I got into the I got into the cold plunge and out of it very quickly at the Turkish bath. Yeah, that's it's the cl- it's the plunge. It's yeah. all you need. I was not sitting in there for yeah. half an hour like they recommend. Like Gwyneth Paltrow sitting in there. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I started taking cold showers though. Oh yeah. I started taking cold showers. Yeah. I mean, I start warm, then I go cold. Huh. Yeah, that's good because yeah, yeah, I do that too. That's all I do that too. Because you're not going home to Aaron Boone's wife. No. Exactly. Exactly. No. It's funny though. I talk. I actually. I. I. Um. I was hanging out with my dad, with my friend's dad, uh, last summer, and he's a cardiologist. And we were sitting in the hot tub, and it didn't go any further than that. Uh, no, okay, good. <laughs> but I was asking him. I said, "Is there any truth to the cold shower? You know, the, the 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 cold plunge after the sauna, after the steam or whatever?" And he said, "From a from a cardiac perspective, th- he doesn't understand it at all because what you're doing is you're just constricting your 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 blood vessels." And then expanding them and constricting them and expanding them. He said, if anything, it's potentially dangerous. I, I Not knowing much, I would have thought the same thing. Just from thinking about it, yeah. I would have thought it would be dangerous. You're going from one extreme to the other. Yeah, exactly. That's just, you know, off the top of my head, I would have thought it's... I've had a, I mean, a, a bath. I put my hand in my ice tray every day. That's it's, nice. To put ice in my cup yeah. and, you know. You take, a, you take a really hot shower, I bet, don't you, Dave? I like a hot shower. Um, but I also have, at where, I, where I live, I have an ice machine, a separate one, because I live at the beach, and in the summer, everybody wants ice. So I could make an ice bath. I have a bathtub. I can take the ice machine that I have, you know, for two days, fill it up, and just fill up the bathtub. You know, I could do that I, without J- spending $6,000. Right, right. Jason, what about you? Ice bath, hot shower? What, what's, your, what's your preference here? Hot shower. Hot shower? Hot shower. I've never done an ice bath before. I'm not good with the cold. Black people, we don't... The cold is like... But oh. could you do is But could really? you do a I cold so. shower, Jason? Hmm? Could you do a cold shower? 
I've done a cold shower before. I've, uh, out of necessity, I've done a cold shower before. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've yeah, done yeah. But <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> out of necessity, yeah. Like after you're done doing this podcast, you're definitely going to have to go home and take a cup. <laughs> I might have to do but that. Do you feel like when you wake up in the morning, you feel you feel pretty awake after a, after a hot shower? You or Yeah, yeah, I feel pretty awake. I, I feel pretty ready to go. I yeah. went on a safari, mm. me and my family, about five years ago. And when we were in Kenya, I think it was, um, in sleeping in a tent. Yeah. Uh, you get a shower. They have a shower out there. Yeah, yeah. But the guy, true story, the guy comes and says, it's a cold shower. If you want hot water, let me know. And I stand out there and I dump hot water. So it's a, it's basically a big tub of water mm-hmm. that they have, you know, something that shoots it over your head with cold. Is it like a giraffe spitting it out at you? Uh, yeah, similar to that, <laughs> I guess. That'd be dope. But he stands there yeah. and you say, I want hot water. He literally... Has a tank with hot water that they feed it up. Mm-hmm. He takes a pot, dumps it in the pot, and it comes through. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep saying more hot water, more hot water. After a while, I just get tired of just give me the cold. I'm enough. So I have had cold showers for two weeks mm-hmm. when I did it. Mm-hmm. Two weeks straight, and I'm not a cold shower person. Well, but it, it, yeah. is there any point we're trying to but make it's pretty cool. about the just that people are wasting their money? I just think it's a waste of money. It's just go to a Schwitz and pay thirty bucks and. You don't need. I mean, I feel like it's just another one of those things that somebody's gonna have in their house, and you know, Gwyneth Paltrow is gonna be walking around her like big mansion. And I'm obsessed with Gwyneth Paltrow. I love Gwyneth, but like, I think she's a generational scammer, like a generational oh talent. Yeah. Once in a life, it's like her and Sean King, like generational talents. <laughs> that scamming. Oh my god, her, Sean King, Doctor Umar, like those are the three generational talents at oh, scamming. She's a genius. Like, and everyone's just everyone just buys into what it. What else is she hot? Over the years, huh? What else is she? I said hucking, not hucking. Hucking. The goop. The vagina yeah. candle. The goop thing. Yeah. The yeah. Vagina candle. The vagina Yo. candle. The goop thing. What was the goop thing? It was a goop. But like, this is goop. This, right, right, right. Yeah, her company. What's goop? The it's like a, it's like a fake, like um, like beauty wellness company. stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. It's all the wellness stuff. Her mother is. Oh my god. Her oh, mother bro, you, is. I mean, Sean King. We got days. What's to his, talk wait, wait, about Jason. That. What's Paltrow's his nickname? mother you, is an actress. His Blythe Danner. No. You didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Blythe Danner is Malcolm Bruce Paltrow's mother. Didn't know. Her father yeah. was Jewish. Yeah. Her father's Bruce Paltrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He married. He married uh, Blythe Danner. So she'll be on the show sooner or later. <laughs> is Blythe Danner Jewish? No. no, she's not. See, Are that's you kidding? the problem. Take he, one didn't look stay, at her. he didn't stay. Take one look at her in a movie, yeah. and you can figure out she isn't Jewish. Yeah, we didn't get. I mean, By the way, I watched Armageddon. The father I watched was. Armageddon. This is going, but I watched Armageddon time the other day. Jeremy Strong and Hathaway cannot pass as Jewish moms. Uh, I, I, I can, I'm not going to see that one. They cannot pass <laughs> as Jewish moms. Jeremy Strong is not Jewish. I'm clearly, not see that one. I love Jeremy Strong. Though. I mean, yeah, we love Jeremy yeah, Strong. We love Jeremy I Strong. Future, but, but like, I mean, it's supposed to be James Gray's like. Uh, coming of age film about growing up Jewish in Queens and like Anne Hathaway and Jeremy Strong are just Anne Hathaway is like the least Jewish woman (laughs) ever ever well she 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 played what's his name's uh, wife in that that we uh, the we work movie oh yeah 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 I don't know like the yeah she's kind of kind of like she was also in Les Mis like she's she's great but like she's she's not Jewish but that's whatever. But you know who is Jewish? She's making a career out of it, though. Yeah. Hey, good for her. I mean, she's great. Uh, who is Jewish and who is, I am going to say this again, second time in a row, who is Jewish is future guest of this show, Jason Alexander. And no, I had mentioned to you that George Costanza 
has suddenly become the guy. Like for years, oh god, what are you doing? Oh no. Oh Jesus. Costanza's the guy all of a sudden. Like it for years it was like Seinfeld was like the normcore king. And now so like I've been you have Jason Alexander as a sex symbol. Literally somebody tweeted a couple of weeks ago uh this photo and I, I wish we had somewhere to share it, but it's this photo of George Costanza and they photoshopped it so they shaved his head and gave him a beard <laughs> and it said i'm sorry that you guys asked for this but the answer is yes you would and he kind of looks like me which i'm very i'm very excited about um and then recently there was another tweet where somebody posted it's completely insane to me that this was considered comically obese in the 1990s and it's a picture of jason alexander as as george costanza with his shirt off yeah and the person he's tweets, got the he's got the ideal male body type. Yo, him and Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what. You, but and so someone that this person follows up. Also, no one should be considered comically obese. But it is extraordinary, extraordinary that in the 1990s, this clearly healthy and honestly kind of hot body was being laughed at simply for the way it looked. So, like, just besides of all that, he's also a big fan of soup. He goes into soup mode. Uh, which I'm a big fan of soup, and everyone wants soup, you know. Right now, Gore-Tex is in. He's got like wax jackets, like barber jackets. Well, how did Costanza become the, the 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 guy? Like Jason, you're the youngest person in this room. Costanza, what's what's your take on him? I mean, dude, I love sci-fi, bro. Yeah, but yeah. Costanza, Costanza, like my take on Costanza is the fact that this generation it, he's becoming like this new it's it's rejuvenated it's a little like disappointing it's a little ominous cause like that character like <laughs> just giving up yeah it's just like that character is like nuts yeah. <laughs> so it's just like it's this new generation giving up on the, on itself it's like yeah we don't I don't know about all that but I mean I think it's a testament to kind of how funny the character was in general like the fact that people it, it's still around and the fact that people are like talking about it also like that type of stuff nowadays like who he is it's like in vogue yeah. you know what i mean like you know uh self-destructiveness and like failing fail yeah it's like yeah. low-key like and that's not because of people it's because of like what capitalism has given us and you know the inequalities in life and you know everything else it's like it's seeped into everyone's like overall being but like it is really interesting to see the fact that people now are like um they they're they're they have some resonance with george costanza and you know what i mean it reminds me of like what happened when uncut gems came out people had this like <laughs> weird resonance towards howard even though he's just kind of like you know y'all know the term schmuck but I've heard it, yeah. But I've been um, called it a few times. No, I don't think you're that. Though. No, I don't either. But, yeah. yeah no. But yeah, yeah. It's I'd like so. To see it. <laughs> so I think it's 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 interesting. It's 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 a really compelling thing. I could definitely see uh, quitting your job and then going back on Monday as like something that happens on TikTok, I mean, like a TikTok electric, trend. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine like a bunch of like twenty-two yeah. year olds? Or like, really, really, what's a TikTok trend is like when he's trying to get fired from the Yankees and he's dragging the oh. World Series trophy with the car. That's like a TikTok <laughs> trend right there. Just it's stealing like, trophies. Yeah, just stealing trophies and dragging them with your car. Yeah, or eating no. food out of the trash. Yeah, that was a classic. Yeah. Honestly, he was right about that though. Yeah, yeah, he was right about that one. I thought the eating the food from the trash. I yeah. thought he was right about that. Like, okay, yeah. look, look, look. 
What? Adjacent to refuse. It's it's like basically he's basically refuse adjacent. I think that Larry David is a little bit untouchable because he's so rich, but Costanza is pretty broke. Can't hold a job. Can't hold a relationship. Literally kills his fiance. Like he's responsible for her death. He's kind of responsible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yo, it's so funny when he looks at the book of envelopes and looks to the cheapest one at the end. Yeah. Like oh at God. the, he's oh. just he like he like opens the page to the end where the <laughs> yeah, cheapest yeah. envelopes yeah. are. Yeah. I, I, I also great. think I, let's fucking go save some money, King. <laughs> also, the, the interaction with his parents. Oh, his parents. Oh, the right. greatest. You know the inter. And the two of the funniest people of all time. Right. The the, the inter the, the hysterical. And his interaction with them, and he was in the show a guy of not twenty. You know, he was meant yeah. to be it's in his thirties. That's a good way to put it. He's not twenty. Not twenty. Yeah. You know, a guy in his thirties. And today, I think there's a lot of people that are in the same age bracket. That's a good point. That are, you know, still. Yeah. I don't want to say living with their parents, well, the living at home, but visiting, you know. living at home, and they, and they want to go in, and their parents drive them crazy, and they want to like you know put a gun to their head. Like George, you could see George, if it was politically correct, when he's interacting with his parents sometimes. You could see, like he says, if I had a gun, I would, you know, shoot myself. There's and I episode. think a lot of kids today can see that and see themselves while in we're, that. While, while remaining in the will. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. But in the Frank interaction with will. his parents right. is something so many people go through Frank today in that yeah. age that I think that's why they can... You know, realize it and say, "This is me," or "This is my friend." I think the uh, when he goes through the bra and oh, the, the brazier oh stuff with George, I think yeah. it, that's gold. I mean, it's just gold. Oh my god! I think yeah. one, of, one of my favorite. It's my like favorite the line reading is just like, "You got your bra here, you got this, you got that." Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or when he picks that when he picks that woman up at the, uh, at the like the antique store. And he, he, his parents are out of town. And he pretends like his parents' house is his house. Yeah. And he starts having sex in his parents' bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, also the, best the Marissa well, Tomei episode. He's got, really? it's like he's just, everything with fun. Costanza is like to me. It's, yeah. he's the guy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or wait, we, in, yeah. let's just bring on our guest. Yeah, let's bring, yeah, let's bring, let's bring on Mr. Let's bring, on, let's bring him on. So he is, I don't know how he wants to be. He's the co founder. He's the founder. He's the. He's co-founder of DS and Durga, which I'm not wearing right now, which is a shame. I'm sorry. It's just I just was feeling something else, and uh, I didn't wear DS and Durga today. But David Moltz is one of my favorite people. He is wearing a Boston Celtics shirt, sitting across from Jason Buford, who is a Yankees guy. Um, he's wearing. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I, I'm not wearing any sports-related thing. I'm actually wearing a shirt of George Bush and Osama bin Laden, pure evil, baby. Yeah, well, that's they're, they're in cahoots. Oh, that could be a sport. You know, it's like world affairs. It's kind of it's kind of a competition, I guess. But David, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man, psyched to be here. How are you doing? I'm great. Can I say one thing about you can, what you guys are just talking about? Yes. Which I mean, one? I'm sitting here. You guys are talking. Yeah, no, it's, it's, like, hard. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, the the thing about Costanza, right? Basically, I think culture is on a loop every kind of 20 years, right? So you have the beatniks, cool, dark. The world has screwed them. So they like find their way through like magic, poetry, weird stuff, right? Then the hippies are like, oh, everything is so great. And they're they're all happy and lovey-dovey. Then Gen X is like, dude, you guys got it wrong. All, all back to darkness. Then the millennials are like, oh, everything's so happy and stuff. Now what, Gen Z, they're, is mu- they're, they're back to the darkness, right? They're, yeah. So so I, I think that's that's why Costanza is... is 
back right now or why people who work for me dress like girls that I went to raves with in ninth grade. Like Wait, it's you unreal. have you have kids, right? Yeah. Like, are they Gen Z? They're really? nine and eleven. I think that they're the next one. Maybe they're calling it Alpha. Um, they oh, fucking geez. love. <laughs> wow. They love Seinfeld, though. I don't oh, know yeah. if it's called Alpha. I, I think, but my no, daughter's no, obsessed with Seinfeld. Yeah, she's nine. You have to get her into the Sopranos next. So she's obsessed with Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're raising someone who's intuitive and. Oh, you know, they're into it. Yeah, yeah. I should, yeah, they've seen The Godfather. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Well, d- during about- COVID, you, you, like the yeah. wheels were off during COVID. You're like, all right, it's movie time, and so like they ended up watching. I, I See, saw I don't know when I was seven. Yeah, my guy. Yeah, I, I saw RoboCop in the theater when I was like eight oh, years old, man, where the guy's RoboCop, face is yeah. melted by acid, yeah, and the, yeah. I remember the woman being like, uh, "Shoots him in the balls." Also, like, yeah, yeah, it was just I, I grew up with that. Yeah. Goodfellas is like one of the first movies I ever watched. Yeah. I remember I told you that and you were like, "Yeah, I could see that about yeah. you." And I was like, "Yeah, bro, obviously." Yeah, look, and we're not violent. It's fine. I mean, you gotta just you gotta just give it context. I, I, I Please think. don't tell people I'm not violent. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to start something here with. Oh my, yeah, with the book. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, so David. You have a new... Oh, sorry. There are two Davids here. I forgot this. I have grandchildren. I'm David. I feel like he's Dave. Dave and David. David, you have a new candle out, which is why we we thought it was appropriate to bring you on and talk about this candle. But before we talk about that, Noah had something to ask you. Whoa. Not to put you on the spot. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't really understand last year, I think, when all the toilet protests were happening. The what protests? Toilet protests. Oh. And it was really kind of a hot topic in New York. And I direct messaged you guys. I said, let's do a toilet. Let's do a toilet candle. It's like, let's do a real toilet candle that belongs in the bathroom. And you guys completely ignored me. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's a terrible idea. You know how right? when he said, what's your favorite smell? The first thing you said was what you said. Like, there's just a level of grossness you don't want to go to. Like, I, I have a wife. So so she's the my, my partner. I can only go so crazy in our business. She's going to help like curate it. You have no one to do that, so so you're, you you can't come out with a toilet candle if you're trying to do trying to make like, real real good smelling stuff. There's only so far you can go with the joke. If it becomes like, look, no one's pushing what can happen in fragrance more than us. I mean, maybe there's a few others, but that's our thing. But you got to do it in in a gentle way. There's nothing romantic about a toilet smell. What people? No, no, no. no, no. I'm not saying that the that the smell of the candle smells like. You know, a shit box. Yeah. I'm saying it needs to be a smell that is just, you know, it's an it's it's an, it's a candle that is dedicated to the bathroom. Mm, okay. This is a candle that this is the toilet candle. It's just called the toilet candle. The toilet's not a good word though, right? Although eau de toilette. How about the can candle? Still though, like if you're just referencing shit, like I, my wife is just a little more. Uh, you know, it would not. I like I like her. the wife. This is it's a good the wife. We have we've already established so many themes on this show. Safty brothers, uh, Jason Alexander, Michael Jordan, wives. Yeah. Um, well, when a bunch of dudes get together, just dudes talking about their wives, yeah. not liking toilet candles. No, when I, I came home, this is <laughs> a like few months ago. Candles. I came home from like a party at like the MoMA, and I was like, "Yo, I'm about to just get like some halal and just enjoy that oh, shit yeah. real quick oh, before yeah. I had." Yo, I got some halal, put that shit on the counter, started eating it, and <laughs> oh, we've talked about this. We talked about the, this, right? the women that oh, bro, my, my partner comes out, wow. my partner Marissa comes out, and she's just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. It smells. Oh my God. No, we've talked about the whole. <laughs> I was also I was also in the dark with my my phone flashlight. <laughs> my wife loves Emily loves to talk about your favorite food is chicken and rice, and I'm like, Dude. I would convert to 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 Islam just to uh, you know I'm not gonna do it I can't but like we're all Semitic we're all from the same it's all the same thing but halal chicken and rice is like just I just it's. 
another white level. Sauce? You I'm, sauce? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black Muslim man, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So he does. So like, I, you I, go I, in white sauce, hot sauce too. Both. Come. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I lettuce, control, I wish lettuce, I onions, I want, tomatoes, a whole, a whole. I don't always want them to. I want to be able to control the amount. No, I love. I love. Uh, no, nah, I don't. Nah, it's about bro. Because that's here's it's the thing trust. about the a lot. It's about New York, bro. It's about trust, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it's about like. No, I'm talking it's, about. Oh, you're talking about the trust of. Yeah, of how yeah. Much? It's a melting pot. You feel me? That's what the a lot thing is about. Like it's literally about trust. It's literally about how in New York we all can get along and we can all well, you know, hopefully we can all. But kind you're linking of, this to the amount of sauce they put on, yes? I yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm saying right. I want it on the side a little. This is, this is your look to the cookie. Not to bring it back to Seinfeld, but this is the black and white cookie thing. Right, 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 right. This is your... Right. <laughs> I think what he just said is exactly right. Yeah. And one of the greatnesses of New York City yeah. is that if you look at other countries, people, you know, whether it's in Israel, the Palestinians and the Jews, India, the you know, the Hindus and the uh, Sikhs. Yeah. They're at each other's throat yeah. in these other countries. They were not. That's but actually that's after colonials. My wife's Indian. They're at, yeah. in these countries. The they're at, they they want to kill each other. Somehow, when they moved to New York, we live next to each other, and it it doesn't I, affect anybody. I, I know yeah. Jews live next to Palestinians. I love Palestinians. all the right all yeah. the time. It, I know there's a couple of places where they have newsstands. Jews walk in and buy them from there every day of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sikhs and you know the Sikhs and Hindus. Yeah, we're in our bubble in New over York here, City for, sure. yeah. for yeah. some reason, and I don't know why. It is part of the greatness of New York that we, in other countries, these people want to kill each other. But when they come to New York City, they all learn to live together on the same block in the same neighborhood and don't seem at each other's throat. And I, that doesn't I mean why, what's happening. I think it's great. That doesn't mean what happens in the Middle East isn't valid. It's yeah. still so very valid. But in New York still, it's like, it's harmony, as you said. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm going to tell you something. The best thing about this city in the world, my favorite thing about New York is when you go up to a food cart and you're like, okay, it's chicken and rice. I don't know what kind of chicken and rice it is. It could be Middle Eastern. It could be Greek. It could be... Something South America. I don't know what country, what continent it is, but there's a guy behind the cart with a Bluetooth earpiece, and he's usually smoking a cigarette. And he could be speaking some like he could be speaking Arabic. It could be Greek. It could be some like post-Soviet country something. Stan, you're like, what? What language is that? And he gives you the the the, the little tray, and you're like, whatever. This is the best thing I've ever had in my life. That's that to me is the most beautiful thing in the world, and uh, but but I always but the thing is when it says halal on it, I'm like that's probably better. That's that's at the end of the day when the card says halal, I'm like ah, it's probably it be better. So well, that's, that's it's similar point. to kosher food. A lot of Gentiles I know buy kosher food, buy kosher meat it's so because expensive, though. well, yeah, it's a fortune. Yeah, 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 yeah. But before it became so expensive. They felt that it was cleaner and yeah, yeah, safer. Yeah, whatever yeah. the reason. I tried to get cats the other day. More, more than oh, you yeah. would have thought. Expensive. Cats, so, cats is so expensive. Is it kosher? No, it's not. No it's chance. Not. He's but not kosher. It was. Oh, it's not. I would oh, not. No, no chance. I was it's wrong. expensive. It's just expensive. I asked him that. I said the same thing. They used to be kosher. Yeah. Like you just said. I thought he said no. They were never kosher. Yeah. yeah I, I thought they no. were a hundred years ago. He said they nope. were kosher style, which I know. Yeah. But I thought they were kosher. Maybe my mom lives in Riverdale. We gotta go. No, they were never kosher. Yeah. We gotta go there and go to Lieberman's. I was yeah. and I love Lieberman's. I love. Oh good. my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lieberman's is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So wait, so wait. This is a good. Se- we're going. I want to go back because the candle 
talking about Katz's, which by the way, Katz's has some of the best latkes. I, I, you had the latke when we were. Did you try it? No, I don't okay. like latkes. Katz's has one of the best latkes in the city. I'm, I'm putting it out there. Uh, Two Ashkenaz. I'm Your wife, she's Indian. Uh, so Lockies. I can see. Uh, first by the way, we call it Lockies where where I'm from. Yeah. Oh, wait, very Dave, are you really Sephardic? You're Sephardic. Yeah, Sephardic? Yeah, yeah. Wow, hell yeah. So I, guilty I, as charged. Lock- my, my dad. We grew up like they they say Locky. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah Locky, Locka, whatever. You well, want to I think it. it's a Chicago thing. Is my dad's from Chicago? Yeah, yeah. But you say Locka or Locky? I say Locka. Okay, we say Lockies. I, I don't know why, but I I heard a lot of people say Locky. My wife makes the best one because what you got to do is you got to shred the potatoes with a lot of onion, and then you got to squeeze out all of the water, but keep that water and let that water sit. And on the bottom, the potato starch comes. You throw off the water. You use absolutely no flour, and when you go to make them into patties, you use a little bit of that potato starch, and that's what keeps it together and when you fry it in a mix of olive and peanut oil well i think i also feel like i i could do is your wife what i don't know what part of india her family's from they're cindy okay so they're the part that is technically in pakistan now they're the hindus who lost their homeland oh yeah so like they during partition they're the ones that had to move and it was it was one of the bloodiest things that happened millions of people slaughtered on trains and stuff so it's a huge part of their consciousness to sort of like holocaust for us so Okay. Uh, now I'm gonna like go back to like food. I feel bad. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, no slaughter. Uh, but no. Um, do they have fritters? Like, are, I know so like the, some... it's called a tiki. Yeah. So yeah. their tiki so is sometimes it that. can be more mashed potatoes ish. So a bad locket to me is when someone is basically taking mashed potatoes, maybe a little flour, and then like frying up this soft thing. Like that's a potato pancake. It's good. Like, but a locket has has to be like pieces, strings of potatoes with onion. That's the real difference to me. You got you got to be able to see. Onion. Not a lot of places do the onion. You got to see the. I think they're in little there. Little slivers of white onion. Or not the little or, chunks. Or, or little a chunks. potato. Like, you, it should not be mushy at all. Yeah. You know? So what, what was the inspiration? Let's talk about the inspiration behind. Yeah, so we did a we did our first. So, you know, we do a Christmas candle every year. And I'm like, dude, why don't we do a Hanukkah candle? It's a holiday where you fucking light candles. How are we not? How is not someone not made a candle for this? By the way, same with Diwali. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. It's a, where you light a candle to let Rama come in. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and Indians, ma- it, Indians have holly, right? Which is right. Holy, be- holy, holy yeah. is right around Purim, and I'm always saying, yeah. "Yo, these two, we should all get together." It's so true. next year. Let's yeah, let's let's discuss. I know this. we did a Diwali one last year. We did Prime Hanukkah, where it's the smell of like so. The story of Hanukkah, you know, the the temple is totally destroyed, and uh, the Maccabees come in and, and they want to re- light the lamp, but all of the oil's been desecrated, and they found that find that one vial of pristine olive oil that there's a stamp on it from the rabbi and they open that and they use that for the lamp and it lasts eight days because it takes eight days to make to get more olive oil um and so i was just trying to imagine what that olive oil would smell like that was last year this year i was just like you know like uh we we have we sort of have this franchise idea i guess like we have portable fireplace portable christmas tree i i love the idea that you can be swept away to a place so i said Ah, what if you're swept away to like your Bubby's house where she's frying up lockies yeah. and the potato, the candle really smells like a potato, but in a beautiful way. I, I'm not going to come out with something that's like disgusting just because it sounds funny. It, it smells really beautiful, and as you light it, it smells like the potatoes cooking. You know, I have a theory that like my great 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 grandfather dove the moneylender was in the temple. And he was probably the one who's like, "That's eh, good olive oil. Don't we don't want to? We don't want to really. Do we want to use the olive oil? Because could you? I bet, I bet that olive oil was good. Oh, pristine. But yeah, like it's got the seal. Yeah, but that that's used for the highest thing, right? You got to sacrifice in order to to, yeah. to grow. I love good olive oil, though. Yeah. Um, 
So tell me just a little bit, like, how did you get into the into the can into the into the in the perfume trade? Perfume. I'm self-taught. Okay, so it's really rare, right? Like, perfume is a very top-down industry. I'd say ninety percent of perfumes in the world are made by like four hundred people. So I started uh, working with stuff around two thousand and. Uh, seven, eight. We, we started in 2008. It took off. I was like learning how to do it. You know, I just bought a bunch of oils working on it and worked my way up and figured it out. Um, you know, I was a musician. Uh, Kavi, my wife, was an architect. And slowly we transitioned the idea of, you know, stuff I want to talk about music to be able to talk about in fragrance um, and her like architecture and design. I always say, like, you know, in music, like if I wanted to try to make like, viking music uh like 12th century viking music no matter what you're gonna tell like i'm a white guy from the east coast that plays like sort of in four four time and like grew up like playing the blues so like i I can't you can't make yourself sound like a 12th century viking but in fragrance i could really hide behind you can't tell i can make something that could potentially really smell like a 12th century viking fragrance and you're not gonna know you're not gonna see me in it uh so it's it's a nice art form to like hide into in that way Dave, what's your favorite smell? Don't say Noah's farts. I'm going to be so sad if you say that. Lavender. Lavender is a beautiful wow. smell. I'm a big fan of lavender also. I, you know, I I like the, I don't like candles personally because. Oh, he does perfumes. And we have perfume a lot of pets. Thing, yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of pets in my house. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, you know, they're going to knock them over any two minutes. Um, I have birds, a dog, fish tanks, yeah. outside cats. Um, when I call Dave, it sounds like he's in the jungle. <laughs> they all you need to know is last Sunday at the synagogue near us, they had blessed the animals. Yeah, yeah. So we had to bring everybody. I brought my two doves, Heckle and Jekyll. The the uh, you know uh, Scully. The we brought Scully. He's a, a cockatiel, Snowball the dog. We have two outside cats. I got one of them in the car, not the other one. Fish tanks we brought, you know, and so the rabbit comes out, you know, are they all yours? Yeah, they're all mine, you know, so. But I like lavender. Yeah. What I like to do more is put it in my car. Yeah, in my car. I have so it in I my like, office. We make auto yeah. fragrances. We have a wild Brooklyn lavender. I'll have to send you the auto. I just, you know, candles seem, when you have a lot of pets and people like me that are old, you knock them over. I mean, perfume is our main thing. Yeah, like 80, a, yeah. 80% of our business, I think. I'm usually fragrance. almost, my yeah. wife and I almost both always wear Diaz and Durga, but today I was like, I got this one Italian one, and I was like, I just... Yeah, like, I wear perfume when yeah. I get up in the morning. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm a big fan. Jason, what's Jason Buford? Um, smell? I'm not going to lie. I like to go with the name brands, man. I have a Burberry cologne that I love. Yeah? Yeah. You have like a scent, though, that you like? There's something like waft through the air, and you're like, oh, that's my... My favorite. When I light a candle, I like it, or I light a match. I light a match sometimes for match, just, yeah, for like smell. Sulfur, you light. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know, you could use that deer repellent. I mean, that's oh yeah, always popular on the train. You know, deer repellent. What is it? The smell Fecal. that hunters use. Oh yeah, they wipe it on themselves. They wipe it oh, on yeah? their yeah, body, yeah. and it smells. No, I mean, uh, I do that. I do that no matter what. I do, right. I do, yeah. <laughs> Take the deer repellent and go on the subway in a you know rush hour. Yeah. See, okay, you have yeah. the whole car to yourself. Um, so David, how do you come up with a latka smelling candle? That's not like a jokey sort of like because yeah. I feel like 
you could make a jokey latke smelling. Well, that's the thing, right? That's that, that's like to try to make it. I'm not going to come out with something that's just uh, challenging and like funny just just because, and it doesn't work. So it's a really earthy potato fragrance. I used like some earthy oils. I use certain things that are adjacent to like uh, flavor, things that smell like oily and like peanut fatty and stuff. I leaned into olive smells a little bit, a um, little bit of. Uh, Cedrat, like that you, you know, because sometimes, so the thing about fragrance, people don't, fragrance is an art form that's the same as music or literature or poetry, right? It's, it's just using a different group of mediums to convey a, an idea or a message. So, uh, if I'm playing, uh, a rock song, but I'm using a classical guitar and I go into like a flourish of like old Spanish guitar stuff. You know, you're, that doesn't make the band all of a sudden be like a classical Spanish guitar band, yeah. right? So, so in fragrance, like you might use something that doesn't have to do with the theme of what you're doing in order to convey something, right? Because it's just like colors. It, it, or another way, easier way to say is in painting, right? If you're painting uh, like a sunset and you're trying to get like different colors, you know, you know, we think of sunset and we think of like yellow, yellows, reds, and, and uh, oranges, but I'm, you could throw blue in there to like do certain things. Sometimes you have to use other things that aren't so apparent to imply other things, right? The, the world is all illusion anyway. These are just different facets of illusion and, and in fragrance. So I have a question then. Oh, if that. I want to... What was that? What was that? Noah just you walks the, in. Bing, bing, bing. He just walks in and he just does the. We should do flex. You got to do funk flex bombs. Yeah, exactly. He owns the place. No, we just do we the funk master funk funk master. Dude, you, you ever hear him? Funk master flex funk, night. Yeah. Have you ever been driving home at like one a.m. and hear him and it's just like. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning into Big Talk. That was episode three, and we'll see you back next week. Jason, episode anything two, else? Man, what are you talking about? Oh my what bad. You, where were you? Oh, okay. This whole time, I didn't even see you. Big talk. <laughs>